0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good evening everyone. We continue in Mesechta Yivamais. Daf Koy Yeh Okay, so the Gemara, we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah was on Daf Chavdal and Base. Beis. And the Mishnah said that someone who is suspected of living with an Eshoshish and... The man divorced his wife, so if you marry that woman, in other words, if you were suspected of living with a married woman, and because of your, the suspicions she was divorced from her husband, then even though you married her, you will have to divorce her. And Rav explained that uh, the reason for that is, the scenario that we're talking about is the Edim say that you are mezana with her. However, if it's just rumors, then, if it's just rumors alone, then you, uh, and you married her, then you do not have to divorce her. I The Gemara brought a Braisa that says, rumors alone would be a reason to divorce her, and the Gemara says, well, really, Rav is correct. The Mishnah is correct. That in order to divorce a woman, because of suspicion, there has to be testimony. I um. We have a b'risa that rumors alone is, is enough of a reason to divorce a woman. So the Gemara said the author of the b'risa is Rebbe. Because Rebbe is of the opinion that uh, a very suspicious situation is enough to force a husband to divorce his wife. So the Gemara is sort of comparing a suspicious situation to a rumor. And the same way Rebbe holds a suspicious situation is enough a reason to divorce one's wife. So too, a rumor is enough of a suspicion to divorce one's wife. Now the b'raisa that says that you would divorce your wife because of a rumor was, <speaking in Hebrew> that your t'etzeh when it's <speaking in Hebrew> even when there's no edim. Okay, so one of the suspicious situations are, if uh, a woman, uh, a husband comes home and the perfume uh, peddler is leaving the house as you get home and you look under the bed and the shoes are turned upside down, so that looks like somebody's uh, been doing something suspicious and trying to cover up. It says Gemara, uh, <speaking> house, 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 since it's disgusting, Tetze. she has to you have to divorce her. Says the Gemara, minalim hafuchim, if the shoes are turned upside down, lach se demaninu, why don't we just see whose it is, why don't we just see whose shoes it is? Says the Gemara, in other words, look at the shoes. If the shoes say, Yanko ben Ploini and the peddler's name is Yanko ben Ploini, you know he was Mazan with her. If the shoes say, you know, the Admer of... Uh, Of North Dakota, then uh, wasn't the shoe salesman? Then you know somebody else left their shoes under their under the bed. So, why don't we just see whose shoes it is? So the Gemara says the shoes are not there anymore. Says the Gemara, why don't we just look whose shoes these are? It means the place of the shoes are turned over. In other words, as Rashi explains, it is recognizable from the place where the shoes were turned over that in fact the shoes were turned over under the bed. In other words, it's recognizable if someone's shoes were under the bed. Those shoes are no longer there. So it looked like somebody tried to cover, cover over something although the evidence is no longer there but uh, it's been removed. Okay, so now the Gemara comes out with a, a statement of conclusion. So we have a machloikis. Rav holds rumors are not enough of, of an indication, not enough of uh, evidence for somebody to divorce their wife, and Rebbe is of the opinion they are. Says the Gemara, who do we pass? and like? The Hilchasa de Rav, the Hilchasa de Rebbe. The Halacha is in accordance with the Rav, and the Halacha is in accordance with Rebbe. So how could that be? Rav holds, rumors don't cut it. Rabbi holds, rumor does cut it. Says the Gemara, kasha It's a contradiction. One halacha on another halacha. Says the Gemara, like kasha, there's no difficulty. Ha b'kala de ha de pasik. It depends whether the rumor was incessant or the rumor paused. If it's a kala de pasik, if it was a rumor that paused, So then it's not an authoritative rumor. And therefore, Rav is correct. A rumor alone like that, that stops, is not enough of a reason to cause someone to divorce their wife. But here we're talking about a uh, a rumor that is incessant. An incessant rumor, we would follow Rebbe's opinion that that would force a husband to divorce his wife. Okay, so that's the Gemara's halachic conclusion. That if it's an uninterrupted rumor, a person would have to divorce their wife. If it's a rumor that, uh, is, uh, quelled, is, it's, uh, quieted, it's interrupted, a person would not have to do- divorce their wife. It says Gemara, a rumor that's incessant, that's not, that is not interrupted, but there are no witnesses to it. Karebi, well, like Rebi, that a person would have to divorce their wife. Kala de Pasik. But if the rumor is interrupted, then the Ika'edim, but there's uh, witnesses that the rumor is correct, Karev, that you would have to divorce your wife because of the witnesses. But without the witnesses, one would not have to. Now, what is the definition of an uninterrupted rumor? How long does a rumor have to last for? to be authoritative. It says, Gemara Kama and a voice, a rumor that is uninterrupted how long does it have to last for it to be considered authoritative. Abaye said, my mother told me. Now that's an interesting statement. Abaye says, my mother told me. What do you mean his mother? We know Abaye was a yasum In fact, Arizal says that Abaye is a Rashi Teh voice for a pasuk and Tehillim. Asher Becha Yerucham yasaim There's a passage in Tehillim, Asher Becha Yerucham yasaim Because Abaye was a yasa, but his mother means his wet nurse. Now when your wet nurse is teaching you Torah, then that produces some, someone like Abaye. I mean, when, you, when you're hearing Chidusha Torah from your wet nurse, it's, it's in your milk. But my mother told me, Duma Demasa Yom A rumor of a city is a day and a half. Okay, so right now we're saying if a rumor is a day and a half, that's considered uninterrupted. It's authoritative you'd have to divorce your wife. If a rumor is only one day, you don't have to divorce your wife. When we say, it's uninter- when we say it lasts for a day and a half, that means it, it continues and flows freely without any interruption at all. But if it interrupts in the middle of that day and a half, even though it picks up after, but it was not continuous for a day and a half. That is not an authoritative rumor. however, the Sima says, if after the interruption it then continues another day and a half, so then it would be considered a valid rumor based on the second rumor. Okay. this that we say, if the rumor interrupts, it's not a valid rumor. That's only if the reason why it interrupted was. It did not interrupt out of fear of the people who the rumor was about, but what if the rumor was about the someone on the Democratic Party that you're afraid that they're going to send the, their uh, liberal friends after you? Avo pasak But if they, if it spread, if it interrupted because of fear so then that's not considered an interruption, then that's considered an interruption out of fear, and therefore halachically it's considered an uninterrupted rumor, even though it was interrupted, but because it was interrupted for outside reasons, for reasons of fear, that is not a halachic interruption. This that we say an uninterrupted rumor is considered authoritative where the people the the man and the woman about whom the rumor was about do not have enemies in the city but if we know they have enemies in the city the fact that there's a rumor about them is not indicative at all of something fishy maybe their enemies are just spreading rumors about them fine so now we come to a little bit of a new subject Similar to the Mishnah, the Mishnah discussed somebody who is suspected of living with a married woman, and because of that suspicion, the woman had her uh, be divorced from her husband. You can't marry her. So now we're going to discuss what if somebody was suspected of living with a married woman, and the husband divorces her? Can he take her back? Tanan we learned in a Mishnah over there, this is a Mishnah in Gittin, also quoted in Ksubais, Ayin Dalat Amad Beis. Tanan Shemra. One who divorces his wife because she has a bad name, there are rumors about her, you can never take her back. Why? The reason is, if you're able to take back a woman who you divorce because of rumors, then we're going to be afraid that a person might divorce his life because of suspicion, she'll go marry someone in the interim, and he'll wake up one day, oh, I didn't know the rumors weren't true. Oh, if I would have known the rumors aren't true, I never would have divorced her in the first place. Meanwhile, she had 17 kids from the next guy, and he's going to render her, uh, and he divorced her. Now he's saying, no, nah, I didn't really mean to divorce her. If I would have known, I never would have divorced her. I didn't divorce her, she's still married to me. So he, he's going to put into question all the children he has, she has from the second guy. So therefore we tell him, pal, you better make sure you want to divorce this woman, because if you're going to divorce her out of suspicions, you should know you can never take her back, even if the suspicions are proven to be untrue. <laughs> so, let's say your wife makes a neder, that um, she's never going to cook for you cholent. You say, that's it. You make a neder, you're never going to cook cholent, that's it, we had enough. So he divorces her. Then he goes to the doctor, the next day the doctor says that you're allergic to cholent. Oh, if I would have known that I'm allergic to cholent, I never would have divorced her. Meanwhile, she had 93 kids with her second husband. They're all going to be mamzerim. So if a man divorces his wife because of a neder, we basically say to the uh, woman, we we say to the guy, you should know that if you're divorcing her because of a neder, don't say, oh, if I would have known that I could have been mahta the neder, I never would have done it. Because the bottom line is, you can never take her back, no matter, no matter, no matter what. Okay, so, um, somebody who divorces wife because of a bad name, la you cannot take her back. Misham neder, someone who divorces his wife because of a vow, la you cannot take her back. Shalachle Rabba Barhuna, Lerabba Bar Nachman. Rabba Barhuna sent a message to Rabba Bar Nachman. Excuse me, to Rabba Bar Rav Nachman. Yelamadenu Rabbeinu. Can the Rebbe please teach us? Kanas Mahu Sheyitzi. What if the guy, after divorcing a woman because of a rumor, did take her back? We said the halacha is, what if he took her back? Similar to the Mishnah, that if somebody's nitan ish, he cannot marry her, and if he does, he has to divorce her. So, what about if instead of the person suspected of having relations with this married woman wants to take her back, what if the husband, after divorcing her, wants to take her back? You hear the Shaila? Everybody here? The Shaila. The Mishnah said that the boyel, oh, the suspected adulterer, he cannot marry her, this woman who is suspected of being with. But if he did, he has to divorce her. Well, what if the husband divorced her? Can he take her back? So, this was the Shaila. Rabbah Barav Huna asked Rabbah Barav Nachman. Amarle Rabbah Barav Nachman said. Tanina, we learned in the Mishnah. Hanutan Ali someone who is suspected of. someone who is suspected of um, adultery, and he divorced her, even though he married her, he divorces her. So the same way in the Mishnah, if the Boyel lives with her, he has to divorce her, why don't we say the same thing about the husband? If he marries her, he has to divorce her. Look at Rashi. Rashi says Tanina Hanitan Mibala. we take her out of the husband. the Misham Shemra. Look in the Haggai Switsiyunam, he changes the girsa a little bit. The Hasam Nami Mafke e non mi bala, we take her out of the husband's domain. Dikim the Hoitsiya Misham Shamra. If the husband divorced her because of rumors, Gila Daito Shahakola MS. He's revealing that the rumor was true. Vinasril and she's also to him. So kihechi da aswritin la hacha, mishum shaksa klaha koal, kishakansa. The same way. If the boyel lives with her, we make him divorce her because he's showing that the rumor was true. Right? If the boyel marries her, he's showing that the rumor was true. Right? In other words, if the husband divorces her, he's he's sort of admitting to the that the rumor is true. So if he's admitting the the rumor is true, then if the Bayal lives with her, we're going to make the Bayal divorce her, because the husband holds her. the rumor is true, so, so too the husband should have to divorce her, if he married her, because since he divorced her, he was maintaining the rumor was true. So Gemara says it's not a good analogy. What the boyal has to do to this woman, should not be a barometer of what the husband has to do with this woman. Why? mi Midami, Hasam haitziuha. In the Mishnah. In the Mishnah we're talking about we're Adim. Bezdin made him divorce her. That means we have testimony that she, in fact, was Mazana with this fellow. So how could this fellow marry her? He is the acclaimed established bayal. We have testimony he's the Bayo. But our shayla was ha moitsiya sishamisham shamra. There are just rumors that she was unfaithful. But now the husband says, look, I thought the rumors were true. Now I've come to realize that the rumors were fabricated. So me dummy ha sam Over there in our Mishnah, we have testimony, so we have testimony. Avada, the boyo, cannot marry her. But now we're just suspicious that she was guilty of something of impropriety. So if it's just suspicion, if the husband wants to take her back, maybe he doesn't have to divorce her. So the question is, what was Raba Barav Nachman thinking? How in the world does the Mishnah indicate anything? Sigmar says, Raba Barav Nachman, Sisi Nami, Heitziyatnan Rabba Barav Nachman's Gezerah in the Mishnah was not Heitziya with Edos but rather Heitziya the husband just decided to divorce her. Good everyone. So far so good everyone in a good mood? Good, great. Says Gemara Va'akati midami is it similar? It's still not similar. Why? Hacha ba'al va'hasam bo'el. Over here, we're dealing with the husband. If the listen carefully, the husband divorced her. So, the husband divorced her because he thought the rumors are true. But now he wants to take her back because he doesn't think the rumors are true anymore. So, why can't he take her back? I, the boyel, can marry her because by the boyel marrying her, he's giving more credibility to the rumor. We were su- we were suspicious the boyel lived with this woman, and therefore we made him we made her get divorced from her husband. If the adulterer is going to marry this woman, if anything, that gives more substantiation to the rumor. So if he marries her, he has to divorce her. But if the husband wants to take her back, it gives less substantiation to the rumor. That shows that he thinks that the rumor is not true. If the boy marries her, that seems to indicate that, that the rumor is true. If the Baal wants to marry her, that seems to indicate the rumors are not true. Why don't we say that the husband, maybe her, or his wife, and so that's why you might have done something, but now he's all lonely, he wants her back. You're right. You could say that. However, you still cannot draw absolute proof from the case of the bayal, because maybe only in the bayal case he has to divorce her, because there it looks bad. In other words, by the bayal, him marrying her gives credibility. The Baal marrying her, you're right. Maybe, despite the fact that he is still suspicious, he wants her back anyway. Or maybe it's because he's come to realize the rumors are not as true, but it's not as uh, incriminating as on the bail. So you can't prove him there. Why did they just ask the husband? Ask the husband what? We're playing like, because well, he did this, that's what he thought. I, why don't you just ask him, like, what do you feel? Like, I don't know that we would believe him, because I think well, what Michael saying is a possibility. In other words, uh, he may really he think no, that, ne- He has no nemanas? <laughs> no I mean, he lost all his nemanas, reserve. I mean, same thing with the shoes a little bit. You know, like, we're, we're looking at an action, and we're defining the, you know, the upside down shoes. Uh, you know, like, okay, that means that maybe these two people were very neat, and they put their shoes away nicely. Who says that everybody, you know what I'm saying, like, it's interesting that the these I mean, it's a little suspicious. The guy's selling perfume and nobody asked him to take his shoes off. You know, what's going on with the shoes by the Mita? That's not really... Uh, <laughs> that's not a good scene, you know? nothing's a good scene, but we're just guessing based on their actions and it seems a little bit unusual. By the way, now you know why a Baal is called a Roichel, you know? Because he's... Uh, He's chatting all day with the, with the Nashem. You know, he's a roichal. Anyway, um, here's the thing. The shayla is that one is not allowed to do something that fuels a rumor. So when the Baal takes her back, takes her back, it's not fueling a rumor. If, if anything, it's putting the rumor to rest. In other words, we don't really know what happened. We just know. We don't want somebody to be involved in something that gives credibility to a rumor. So when a boyal marries the woman, it gives more credibility. When the Baal takes her back, if anything, it gives less credibility. It, says, it is similar. In our Mishnah, the Rabbi said, don't marry her, and if you do, you have to divorce. So here also, I mean, whatever the case is, shouldn't, it be, shouldn't you be able to draw an analogy that when the Rabbi said, don't do something... And then they say, if you do it, you gotta, uh, you got to undo it. So why can't we apply that to the case of the husband? So Gemara says, uh, again, the Gemara, this is not really a uh, compelling question, um, because the, we, we already made a split between the Bala and the Baya, but the Gemara didn't say it clear enough, for the Imakshan to be at ease. And therefore, the Tarzan just clarifies the chiluk between the Mishnah on Chavda'at Omer Beis in reference to the Boyal remarrying the woman and the Mishnah cited here on Chavheim and Aleph regarding the Baal taking her back Hasam Alume There, by the bail marrying her, it strengthens the rumor. but here, Amrina, we say come He investigated the coil, and it is no longer. Okay. Now we come to some other cases of suspicion. Um Hamibina Sayam. One who brings a document of divorce from overseas, right? We know from the beginning of Gittin, We know that when you bring a get from overseas, since in uh, overseas they might not be proficient in the law, that a document of divorce has to be written for the sake of the husband and the wife, that has to be lishma. Therefore, the Shliach has to say, nechtav, It was written and signed before me, and I am witness to the fact that it was done properly. So, So here's the story Yaakov is divorcing Rachel, uh, or Ploini is divorcing Ploinus, yeah? And he sends a Shliach. The Shliach's name is uh, Mohammed, a Jewish guy. And Mohammed says, by the way, he tells uh, Shprinzi, Shprinzi, guess what? I was witness to your husband uh, riding, executing a really good get. And then the next thing he said, by the way, you want to marry me? Now that's uh, a little suspicious, no? So when he brings a document of divorce from overseas, and he says it was written before me, it was signed before me. Can't marry his, he can't marry his wife. Don't testify about a get and then marry the woman because that looks suspicious. It looks like you have an invested interest over here. Mase, someone who testifies that somebody died, haragativ, or I killed him. He comes into the woman. He says, by the way, your husband died. She said, what happened? He had a heart attack? No, I killed him. You want to get? You want to marry? I'm ikudashasli, yeah. or we killed him meaning me and Feivel, we together killed your husband by the way would you like to get married you can't marry the woman Rabbi says like this if you say I killed him so you're a Russia. if you're a Russia, you're not believed so you can't marry her like Tinas Hargenua, we killed him. So then, Lavdafgar, you are Rasha. Tinas Seila We'll see in the Gemara why, if you say we killed him, you could marry the wife. Okay. Says the Hailiga Gemara, Taima, Dimimimadinas Hayam. The reason why you cannot marry a woman when you bring a get from overseas. Is because you brought it from overseas. And when you bring a get from overseas, we're relying on you for the get to be good. We're relying on you for you to testify, but from the Holy Land, where we don't need you to say, because a get brought from the Holy Land, it's assumed that the bezin there they know how to produce a document of divorce. So we're not relying on you. You're just basically FedEx, UPS, DHL. You're not. You're just a delivery guy. Delava ale kasamchinen that we're not reliant on you. Yisa You're allowed to marry the wife. I mean, you're just a delivery boy. The fact that you're delivering the get, that's fine. There's nothing suspicious here. We're not afraid that a guy stamla, you know, concocted a get. To marry the woman, um, we're afraid that maybe a guy will bring a get that's not kosher and testify falsely about it to marry the woman. So if you're bringing it from a dinah sayyam that we're relying on you, you can't marry. If you're bringing it from a that we're rely, we are relying on you. Uh, excuse me, if you're bringing it from a that we're not relying on you, you can marry the woman. Says the Gemara, I, the Hamas, But if you testify about uh, someone who died, right? The Mishnah says if you say about someone that he died, you can't marry his wife. De We're not relying on him. Da because the master taught right. If somebody testifies that somebody died, that that somebody died. Really, we're not reliant on him because. In general, you need two witnesses. So why, if you have one witness that somebody died, the woman could get remarried. So there's a halachic principle that since if she gets remarried and the husband walks in, she'll be usher to the husband and to her and to the one who she married. There's a principle of isha daika Saba. Isha daika uminsaba says that before a woman is going to get remarried, she is going to look carefully and and check, and double-check, and triple-check that her husband indeed died. Because if if she made a mistake, and she remarries, and the husband walks in the door, she's going to be asr to her old husband, and the new husband. So the truth is, that even when somebody testified, that somebody dies, we're not really relying on him, we're relying on, the wife herself is doing her own independent investigation, to make sure the husband really died. So the Gemara says why is what's the difference if somebody brings a get from Eretz Yisrael were you allowed to marry his wife because we're not reliant on him because we don't need him to say b'fanei nechdam, b'fanei nechdam. but for ha-mais, but when somebody dies and an aide testified that he died de la va le we're not reliant on him damar mar, mar. Because the master taught Isha Daiko Minsa, a woman investigates and then she marries. And it says, you know how to marry his wife. But we're not relying on him. Because uh, the woman's remarrying on her own private investigation. Why is it when someone brings a get, it's considered that we're not reliant on him when he brings a get from Eretz Yisrael? And when someone testifies that somebody died, we do rely on him. The answer is, the truth is, when somebody testifies that somebody died, we are relying on him. We're relying on his testimony. It's just, she is going to double-check that that testimony is accurate, but we are relying on the testimony. There's nothing else we're relying on. We're only relying on his his, uh, oral testimony, which obviously she's going to... uh, Trying try to uh, verify. However, when somebody brings a get, we're not reliant on him at all, because the get itself testifies that they're divorced. When somebody says, plain he died, the woman is reliant on that testimony. When someone brings a get from Eretz Yisrael, we're not relying on him at all, he's just a delivery boy. But we're not relying on him per se. Um When you testify about somebody who died, there's nothing written. Haha. here, when someone brings a get, Ikuk Sava, there is a written get. a Tanan, as we learned in the Mishnah, get Getlami. So what's the difference between a document of divorce and death? Shaksav a document of divorce, you have, a, you have something in writing. When someone dies, uh, it's only based on sort of hearsay, someone's testimony. Okay. Abyssal a little bit more. Everyone Good? Great. Good to hear. What what about the problem of Musa Davida Legouye? Uh he won't lie. I mean that but that was the reason. Not not that convincible. Mosa Davida Legouye And the husband's gonna walk in. The so firm is not gonna lie. So you're saying so we're not relying on him? You're right. I mean, uh, first of all, I believe the reason why an has believed is because of daiko Minsaba. I think that's the reason. I mean, uh, does it say there, there's another reason also? It's avidiglugui. I think it's both. It's I think. Yeah. Okay, I remember. I remember the reason of isha, isha daiko Minsaba. Let's see. Where is this quoted from? He says, uh, it's a Gemara later on, Sadi Gimal Ahmed Bez, Kuf Vav Amad Aleph, Kuf Zayin Ahmed Bez. Those Gemaras are about uh, somebody who falls into, you know, like, Maim She'en Soif, Maim She'ish Lohem Soif. Remember the, the, the series on the Titanic? Okay. Um Fine. Mace, if somebody testifies the husband died. haragtiv I killed him. know we killed him. la seshtay. Now, you can't marry him. You can't marry his wife. But she can get remarried based on your testimony. Somebody comes and said, Lady, I killed your husband. So you can't marry the lady, but the lady could get remarried. Why? But if you say you killed her husband, you're a Russia. Right, by the way, it's not good to kill people. You know that? It makes you a bad person. Someone who kills people is a Rasha. So if a guy says, I killed your husband, so he's not a good person. He's a Rasha, so how could we believe him? Why could she marry someone else? <speaking in Hebrew> she can marry someone else. The Oma Rabbi Yosef said, If you say, Ployni sodomized me against my will. So it was the person did not want to be sodomized who va is him and another guy could testify against pliny to kill pliny now even though pliny perpetrated this against one of the witnesses nevertheless the witness is still a good guy it happened to him against his will however lord let's say he says pliny sodomized me and i uh, i wanted him to and him and someone else testify. So the guy, if he's saying, I did it uh, willingly, he's a Roshu. The Torah says, Do not place your hand with a wicked man to be a witness. So if somebody says, I was sodomized by my will, then he cannot be mitzvahed with someone else to kill Pliny because he is considered a Rasha, because he's saying he did it willingly. So likewise, if somebody said, I killed your husband, why could she marry someone else? If you're saying you killed her, you killed him, then you're saying you're a Rasha. If you're a Rasha, you're not Neman. Alright? On that note, I wish everybody an amazing evening. And tomorrow night at 9.15, we will do Chav Hei And then next week, we already start the third parak of Yuvamais. So thanks everyone for joining. Brachavat Sacha. Have a amazing evening. Kaltav. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.